All right. We're here. We are. We did it. We scheduled it. Yay! We are here. Yeah. Um, Alex, you are a very hard person to get a hold of, <laughs> but I just knew you needed to be on this podcast. I was like, nope. For the first person back to like be on my podcast, like I needed, I needed my friend. I needed my friend Alex. I appreciate that, man. Yeah. That's why I was like, I have this week off. Like, let me lock this in before things get crazy again. Like, let me just, you know, we got to support our own. So, yeah, and it's been, it's been, it, it was supposed to happen. You know what I mean? I've been waiting to be on. So I'm happy that you you've been me. on my podcast before, right? No, I don't think so. I think this is the first time. Oh, oh, I wow. I don't think I have been. <laughs> yeah, I don't, maybe you haven't been. Nah, I think this is the first time. I just feel like maybe because we've like the conversations we've had in the past, they just they just flow like you know even like when me you and Darius would like hang out and just like chat yeah we'd just be chatting for hours so I don't know in my mind it was just like yeah Alex has been on my podcast before and also you have your own podcast I do I do but now the car talks used to be legendary so I oh, definitely oh if we ever like just put a mic there yeah <laughs> we could have branded it car talks that would have been like legendary not for sure Dang. I don't know why you didn't think too bad that's we were, okay we were ahead of our time this is our version of, of a re reinvented car talk. For sure. But grown up. But on better things podcast. But on better things. <laughs> but on better things, right? You know? But I feel like none of the topics of conversation that we were having like have really shifted or changed. Like it's all all the same stuff, but like just elevated as we've like grown and like grown up and gotten older. It's it's like if I could be a fly on the wall. Just listening Bruh. to 18, 19-year-old Alex. Yeah. That's you know what crazy mean? to think like about. 17-year-old Alex is kind of crazy to see us now, almost 10 years ago. Like, no, literally 10 years ago, uh, to now where we've evolved and just in different spaces, bro. But God is amazing because it's been a journey. But yeah. when you think about it 10 years ago. Wait, like, you're 29 or 28? 28. Oh, I'm but younger yeah. than you. Yeah, it's, you it's, know. it's cool. Your time is coming. <laughs> you know, it's it's slowly, slowly creeping, but I feel like being this age, like, I don't know if you've talked to anybody about, like, the later 20s, but you know how people are like, oh, your 20s are all about self-discovery and blah, blah, blah. Honestly, I felt like my 20s were, like, trash up until, like, 25 to, like, now. This is, like, my favorite part mm-hmm. of being, like, I'm, so I love being 27. I... 27, like I said uh, before, was the hardest but best year of my life. Like, I felt like I grew five years in just the one year that wow. I, I, I that was 27 because there were so many things that were happening outside of my control, and it's just like, okay, what do you do? Like, in those moments, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, and I remember somebody telling me, like, as you age, it's not that things stop happening. It's just how you handle it that changes. And I feel like mm. 27 was a year where I really had to step into becoming a man. Yeah. And I learned, I did learn a lot about myself. I learned that I could stand into a role because, uh, you know, 27 was when, just to give you a little more details, and you know this, but my dad got sick, you know. Yeah. And I think it was like my dad got sick. I was transitioning jobs and I had just ended a relationship back to back to back to back and there was other things in between bro 
So, <laughs> <laughs> like, so like, it was in that moment, and I just felt like God was just like, all right, in the midst of all this, I need you to let go of some other things. I'm just like, bro, I have nothing else more? left to give. Like, I'm just like, oh, what? What are you talking you about? You want me to like, give more? That's bro, wild. you taking everything. Like, you got me out here. And he's like, no, 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 no. I need you to let go of that. <laughs> no, because, like, I'm trying to drop something in your life. And I'm just, it's, it was, like, a moment where I'm trying to, like, really understand that you, in the midst of all this, what I see is chaos. You're, like, trying to bless me through it all mm. and that was really hard to come to terms with and i think that was the biggest thing that i realized is that everybody talks about self-love and it's like this whole journey of like oh loving yourself and i had to come 27 showed me that i truly will never be able to love myself or lo if i don't allow god to love me first like i had to learn that like i because there's things that I would do to myself that God is like, I would never let you go through that. Like I would have never, you know what I'm saying? Like I would have never. Self-inflicted trauma. Me personally, God is like me personally. I would have never done that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that wouldn't have been my choice. But you know all right. But like, so I had to really understand and come to terms with, and it's still a wrestle. But like, nah, God, like you really love me more than I love myself. Wow. So much so that you are protecting me from this. So much so that when you say don't do this, it's not a matter of like nah, bro, I don't want you to have fun. It's just like, nah, bro, like, you don't see what I see. Down you see line, it on yeah. the surface level. Like, you just think, oh, bro, I don't, but nah, but you don't see also what I'm trying to bless you with. You know what I'm saying? You don't see, everybody thinks it's just a negative thing. It's just like, nah, I'm trying to prepare you for something else. Hmm. Like, and for you to be prepared for this, it's just like, bro, you can't be walking into the door, turned up, out your mind, doing things Let's of that go, nature. Let's go, God, I'm and ready. talking about something, yeah, God, I want you to, I want to be a leader of such and such. Yo. No, bro. Like, it's not how it's going to happen. That's a hot like, mess. Like, oh, my gosh. I have a funny story I have to tell you offline, though. Offline. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, okay, okay. Because you are about to, like, I can tell. Alex is ready to, like, jump in. Okay, so before before we jump in, who are you? What do you do? Oh, yeah. Dang. We just kind of skipped that. Like, yeah. Uh, welcome to the podcast, <laughs> friend. My name is Alexander Blanc. Uh, I am a follower of Christ, number one. I'm going to be with that. All the glory to Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. Without Here you, I am is. nothing. Uh, but also a media, I would just say specialist. Like, I do things along the lines of podcasts, work for a social impact agency as head of digital production, and just been in this media space for quite a while. Uh, have done production. But, yeah, that's really it. I'm, there's... I suck at resumes and talking about myself. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. it's kind of okay. interesting. Yeah, but that's that is me in and of a nutshell. Um, I'm a family man. I, I love friends, and yeah, bro, that's me. Yeah, Alex. Alex is honestly, you're just so great. So uh, great. Thank you. Thank that. you. Okay, he, here's the thing. Like, Alex just said, he's like into like media and all that stuff. Podcasting literally for like what <laughs> 10 minutes we've been sitting here, and Alex has been like, No, it's fine, like, we got this. And I'm just like, Alex, I don't know how to like plug in all the microphones and stuff. And like, he worked it out and he figured it out. So, perfect friend to have for my first podcast back. Man. I had no idea what I was doing. Look, and Iron Sharpens Iron, man. That is my <laughs> look, Iron Sharpens Iron, but you look. You figured out the output, you know what I'm saying? So I'm yeah. gonna give you credit. Yeah. But then also Google. before we get started, can I just say like I appreciate you so much for providing this platform and just being you because like we talked about this a few months ago 
And I remember, like, you were talking about your doubts and how you felt about it. But for you to take this step, like, is very admirable because I think there needs to be more spaces like this. So I truly honor every effort that you are taking into putting and pouring yourself and being vulnerable and all of that. So I, I, I appreciate I appreciate you. And and if you're listening to this, like Yvette is like genuinely a beautiful spirit. And she think that above all loves, bro, you love Christ. Like and I think people don't understand like people talk about like, yeah, I love Jesus. That nah, like your life is embod is an embodiment of what we are supposed to do as believers and you are truly an example so i just you know got to give people their flowers or you can smell them bro like just thank you thanks Alex. <laughs> like, that is probably the highest compliment that's like also been one of my prayers like god i want people to see you oh, first yeah. through me like mm-hmm. rodney talks about you know how he talks about like how like, Shout out to rodney. remember he told that story about how eli um was like looking at him and he was talking about Jesus mm-hmm. and like he just saw him glowing and he's like daddy you're glowing like that's I was like god that's what I want so Bro, that's I appreciate that that's, that's like the highest compliment ever it <laughs> I'll is. take it I'll take it it is though but like not nah, for real like you 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 practice what you preach and that's that's real in this world especially in this current like this economy like that's tough to find no nah, I appreciate that and honestly I feel like we don't do it alone, right? It's like Christ. we have friends, we have community, Christ-centered community. That, you know, we're even in it right now, and I think that's like the other thing that challenges me to grow. It's like seeing my friends, seeing my community, like really pursue Christ, no matter like what experiences they're going through, and mm-hmm. consistency, like in staying with Christ and in community with each other. That's like pushed me forward too. So, you know. I just I appreciate it, but let's let's talk about you because that's what you're here for. Um, okay, so I want to know, I guess just like, how did you like how did you get here? Like, what I guess I guess in the simplest terms, like your testimony, any part of that you can share, like pieces you can share, the whole thing if you want to go through it. Like, oh, I was about to say I don't know. We're gonna have to break this down. Yeah, into I was gonna say part, it's probably gonna three, have to be. Part. But but let's. I mean, I can really talk about, let's say, like, college, really. I will start, like, my senior year of college to now with a little bit, like, a little teaser of the... I was raised in a church, like, always in a church Um, from birth, really. uh, We were... My mom, that's all she knew, like, Mm -hmm. to this day. And we were... Grew up Baptist, you know, and essentially... I used to go to church, but I did not know who Christ was. Like, I would be in the church, and it would just be like, all right. You just heard all the <laughs> you know things, what I'm like, heard all the words. Nah, I was wilding. Like, I'm not even going to hold you. I used to go to church, like, excited because me and my my cousin Peter, shout out to him, bro. Like, that's my guy. <laughs> like, it's crazy because, like, we, I look at him and I look at us, and it's just like, man, we did a complete 180. Like, it was crazy. That's but, like, crazy. we used to go be excited for Sundays, not because we're going to church, but because there was like this carry out spot that was across the street and they had like the best mumbo sauce. Shout out to the Mayfly. Bro, so we used to leave during the sermon. (laughs) Like (laughs) during the sermon, go order our food, be downstairs crushing. But we played music. Like so we were on like we were the drummers and we would play like uh uh guitar and things of that nature. So we would play the music and 
we'll be back in time for <laughs> like the altar call. So we'll go downstairs and eat. But that kind of just like shaped. I mean, that was basically how my walk was for a long time. And I said I was going to start at 21, but I guess I have to tell this story. Nah, do you. Do but, you. Whatever uh, you need to share. <laughs> like, I remember we were 13 or 14. And I've never told this story. So this is the first time. And Rodney doesn't even know this. But we walk into, it was me, our friend Daniel. Uh, sorry, Daniel, if you're hearing this. But <laughs> Daniel wasn't about to do this. He was like a good kid. But we're walking into the 7-Eleven. Because at that time, it was like the only thing that was there before they built everything. By oh, Rainbow. over by like IDP. Okay. And we're walking into that joint to steal. Like nobody knows this. <laughs> like we're walking into this joint to steal. And then we just see like, again, 13. I'm like 5'2". I'm like just a dwarf. and 5'2 is crazy. Very short. And <laughs> Shout out to all the short men. It's okay. We just see this dude that's like 6'4". <laughs> and he's just like. Hey y'all, y'all listen to Go Go, and I'm just like, bro, who is this guy? Like stopping us, and he's like, yeah, bro, you know we got this youth night program um, every Friday night. Check it out, you know what I mean? We listen to we got Go Go, we got rap, this, that, and the third. And I'm just like, bro, <laughs> it's like it's not happening. Like it's not happening. So we proceed, we go, we grab our Slurpees. We didn't take anything. Daniel ends up paying, like, I think everything in pennies. Like, we just had, they all had a sock of, like, coins and just dropped that joint. <laughs> <laughs> dropped that shit on the counter. And we just walked out. So then a few weeks later, like, Daniel comes back. He's like, yeah, bro, like, you should come with us to Friday nights. I was like, what? What are you talking about Friday nights? He's like, remember that dude that I was talking about? He's like, yeah, that's right. actually lit. Like, they be, they be doing a bounce beat and everything. And I'm just like, all right, let me go check this joint out. Wow. Like, let me go check it out. That was it, bro. Like, I went to youth night, and I would never forget. Like, I was 14 going into the senior year. I mean, into freshman year of high school, and that was the first time, like, I got saved. Like, like that was when, like, I felt – I remember we were – it was me, Daniel, Chris. We're sitting at the altar in the other – I know if you remember, like, Rainbow, not the main sanctuary. Yeah, at that yeah, time, we in were the, in the, in the back joint. Okay. Yeah, like, we were still there for youth nights. And, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And I just remember, like, we start praying, and I just felt the spirit. And I start praying in tongues, and I'm like, "Yo, what's going on?" You know what I'm saying? Like, wow. I'm like, "Yo, what is going on?" Like, this isn't, this isn't normal. Like, I just felt the presence. I'm like, "Yo, what, what is going on?" And I kept on coming back after that, all throughout high school. You already know about Society One Two Nine, things of that nature. I ended up interning at the church. Fast forward to, but you know. Things happen. <laughs> Life happened. Yeah. And I would say that I kind of took a step back. Not because, like, it was always a battle because I was raised in a church and, and I saw it, but it also was kind of, like, forced on me at times. Mm. So, like, I wrestled with, but the way that my parents, and shout out to my parents, they're amazing people. I love them to death. But the way that they saw Christianity and walk was very, like, law-based. Mm. don't do this, don't do that, you're not supposed to. So I'm not going to hold you. After I graduated high school, I wowed out. I went away for college, and I was like, yeah, everything that you said I'm not going <laughs> to I did yeah, everything. Yeah. I came back, and I was like a completely different person. And But one thing I would say during the duration of like all that time is that I always kept my walk with Christ. Like It may not have a look, and, and I didn't realize that um, what was happening at that time because something that Rodney preaches is this like 
you may let go of him, but he's never going to let go of you. Mm -hmm. And I had to really understand that while I was going through what I was going through, trying to figure out who I was, there was a lot of stuff internally. Um, my brother had gotten sick and, you know, just dealing with feelings of abandonment and the beauty of it all. And I think that was during the time where we all really got close. It was like yeah. freshman year, in the senior year, like was, all that time yeah, that was, was because like I needed that community. You, Darius, Daniel, Rodney, all my IDP guys, like that was like the moment that I realized like, nah, I got something special in yeah. this community around me. And it like the saying, it takes a village. I would not be here. Christ number one, but the people that he put around me honestly poured into me so that I could be the person that I am today. And um, at, I want to fast forward. I had transferred to Morgan State University. I was trying to just be a student, honest student, put whatever life I was going down that path away. And I'm just trying to be a studious guy. And mm. I think what really impacted me was I was you know already know this story but when I was going into my final semester of college yeah um I was involved in a home invasion and yeah it was a moment like no bruh I will never forget this moment because like for that duration of time I didn't know if I was going to survive you know what I mean like you have mm -hmm. guns literally pointed at you for 30 minutes, we're in the house, and it's just like, and I wasn't doing the right thing 100%. Like, you know, I had just came from work. At that time, I was smoking weed all the time. So, like, there was stuff in that house that people were looking for. And, bro, like, I just remember to this day, vividly, when that first person came around the corner and they pointed that gun at me, I was like, yo, that's it. You know what I'm saying? This is Baltimore City. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, this is like, there's been 300 homicides every year since Freddie Gray, Jeez. like, to date. Um, it's over for me. Like, it's clip. And I never, will never forget this moment. It's a moment, like, it's the end of whatever is happening. And I, at this time, I had gone, just gone through a really bad breakup. Side note, God really finds me through breakups because, like, <laughs> he'd be like, he know my little heart be hurt. But anyways, I had been already seeking him. And like never before, like yeah. really seeking. And I, I think that was the first time that I really started to hear God's voice was during that season. And man, we're sitting in this closet and guns are pointed at us. And I just remember, bro, like I start praying in tongues and the dude that's sitting on top of me, like, cause they had us stacked up in the closet. And I'm wow. like, oh, they about to let off on us. Like it's over for us. And he starts praying in tongues and we just praying. And I just remember that was it. Like, they left. And we walk out that junk. We are livid, bro. I'm pissed. Like, I'm just like, bro, I'm going to get back. Rah, rah, rah. Like, just just like, wow. I'm, I'm about to go find these men. with the stand the thing. And I just remember hearing God's voice so loud. He was like, bro, you think that's why I saved you? Like, I heard it. Like, it was like, yo, oh. what? And I'm just like, bet. And then I remember I called Rodney, and I was just like, man, like, I was so scared because I was like, I didn't know if I would have died that night, if I, uh, where I would have gone. Mm. And Ronnie says something that till this day, bruh, like is in my heart. And he was like, bro, why'd you feel that way? And I was like, oh, I just felt like I wasn't living right. He was like, okay. So he was like, but what did you do to inherit salvation? 
Mm. I said, dang. <laughs> I said, dang. And I'm not going to hold you from that moment to now. It's been a roller coaster through the media, through jobs, and we can get into that even further. But like, man, my from that moment, I guess that really cemented, like, all right, Alex, you're called to do something. Because after that, I went to this conference. I heard what I was called to do. I heard the calling on my life. And at, at one time, I remember I came back and I talked to our pastor at Rainbow at that time, Pastor Horace, and I had a, heard a calling on my life to be an apostle. And I was like, yo, what does this mean? Uh, and he, I'll never forget. I was like, I got to help the poor. I got to help the poor. And he said something that has manifested itself in my life. And it was very a prophetic word. And he was just like, bro, you think that God only wants you to talk to the poor. But he was like, but the rich need Jesus just as much yeah. as the poor. And he was like, brother, he look up the Greek meaning of apostle. And I was like, dog, <laughs> talking about Greek. I'm like, yo, what are you talking about, bro? I don't know none of this stuff. And he essentially was just like, it just means sent one. Hmm. God tells you to go, and you go. And again, I'm like condensing everything, but my life from that moment has been go here, leave yeah. here, pick this up, drop this, and that's how I've been here. Like That is really my testimony. In and of itself, it's just like God sends me and I go. I might cry. Wow. I might kick and I scream. Might cry. <laughs> I might cry. I might cry. I think <laughs> we're the same person. I might kick and scream. I might be like, yo, God, I've even said no. And he's like, all right. <laughs> so I'm anyway. I'll holler at you in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, kick and scream a little bit. But when you're ready, yo. come back to the table because I'm going to tell you where you need to go. And that has been my testimony, bro. But the crazy thing is, that had been my entire life and I didn't even know it. Wow. So, like, God had been setting me up from birth, like, the things that had happened, the situations that I have been in, and it's just, like, like, I have been hearing your voice forever, and, and that's, like, what really cemented it, just, like, I hear you, but I didn't know that it was you, you know what I'm wow. saying? I didn't know what it sounded, I didn't know what it meant to hear, like, there's points in time, I ain't even gonna get into that situation for him, but it's like a situation where God was like, "Hey, you need to leave that in the house." I said, "Boy, if I didn't leave whatever I had in that house, bro, I would not be here talking Whoa. to you right now." And it's just crazy because, like, even in the the times where I felt like I was doing the utmost most wrong things, that's why I love Paul because, like, First Timothy one fifteen, he's talking about like this is a t uh, what do you say? It's like this is a saying that's worth praise that Jesus Christ came to for all sinners of whom I am the worst. Come and on, I, scripture. And I resonate with that so much because like I liken myself to Paul because I used to think like I was the worst of the worst with the things that I was doing. Mm. And it's just like, dang, bro, like, but what you did was so powerful. What you did was so like the blood is still the blood and it's Once still and cleansing. Yeah, yeah, you feel me? So Nah. That was <laughs> like, I've I mean I've been just like, I've been able to hear um, from you just like about experiences in your life, but even you like just saying it all together, like it's just like, whoa, God, that's crazy. Bro. That's wild. There's a couple things that, a um, couple of thoughts. The first one is you mentioned how there was like one turning point where you're like, all right, God. Um, but even for me, I, I feel like throughout your story, like there were different like moments where you were encountering Christ mm -hmm. without even like, and it was just pulling you closer and closer, you know, even, even from when you and Peter were, you know, like yeah. eating, eating <laughs> chicken wings and mambo sauce in the basement to like, you know, you 
being like meeting Rodney for the first time, being at um, youth night for the first time. Like I feel like even those moments, like it, I can just see how God like had his hand like on your life. And that's so dope. I've been, um, not to veer off too far, I've been reading Esther and somebody pointed out to me that the book of Esther and I think the book of Song of Solomon, or, mm-hmm. um, those are the only two books in the Bible where God is not like referenced specifically, Um, but it's like, it's apparent, right? That God's hand, even in the book of Esther, it's like apparent that God's hand is all over that book, like shifting things. And I just feel like even you sharing like these, these moments where it's like, maybe you weren't even thinking about, about God, but you know, just like the way that he's kind of carried you through. That is so dope to hear. Like you don't, you, you've been through some wild stuff. Not for sure. Like, wild. (laughs) Like, even when you were talking about, you know, the home invasion, like, you've told me about it before, but even now, like, the imagery of y'all, like, sitting stacked on top of each other, that's, like, this is it. Like, like you said, like, this is, this is it. We're done. We're done for. And the fact that God was, like, no. Like, there's nothing you could have done in that moment. Nah. You know, and it's funny, because, like, to think back to that, you know, the thing I, it's, it's crazy, but, like. Coming out of it, you know what I appreciated the most? The sun. Like, because it was nighttime. Uh-huh. And I was just like, in the midst of it, you would think like, oh, your family and everything. And I'm just sitting there like, dang, I'm never going to see the sun again. Like, <laughs> just wow. in the midst of it. So, like, it's hilarious because, like, I could be having a bad day. And sometimes, like, I'll just look up at the sun. And it's just like a reminder, like, nah, but the sun just came out. And it's just like a reminder to myself that, like, as long as I see the sun it's a new day, you know what I mean? Like, another day that God has blessed me because, again, that was like, dang, I will never see the sun again. Wow. Like, that was like all I kept As long as I see about, the sun you know what I mean? and the sun. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, wow. like, it's just like a reminder. Like, every time I look up, I'm just like, dang, God, like, I'm still here. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's, wow. you, 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 you say, bruh, there was no, none of my friends knew what was going on, my parents, and that, it was like for me a moment where it was like, no, that had to have been you. Like yeah. there was nobody else. No police knew. I'm talking about, bro. This was a well executed. I'm not even gonna hold you. I'm gonna give them no props because they they ran down on us. Like I'm mm. not even gonna hold you. Like because nobody would have known. Like it would have been a drop in the wow. bucket. And like I just remember a moment where God's still talking to me through the midst of it. And it's this is another thing. Even during the home invasion, God is talking to me. And I'm just like, bro, what are you talking about? Like, what is going on? Like, you got guns pointing at me. Like, why? why? What is this voice? And, bro, I'm upstairs. And I don't know why this happened. Because it wasn't even my house. But for some odd reason, maybe I looked like I was the weakling. So I'm upstairs by myself with three people. And they all got guns on it. That yeah. And there's one person downstairs with two people. I'm just like, bro. And they just have it walking me through. And in that moment, like, I literally heard, like, you had to be here. And I was just like, bro, what are you talking about? Wow. Like, you had to be here. And something that I forgot to mention before, I used to come on Wednesdays before this happened and pray over the house. Like, I had just started. So, like, me and my man that started praying in tongues, too, we would just pray. I mean, yes, we were doing other stuff. But we would pray over the house, like, just randomly just be praying um, and just be reading the Bible together. Like, and it was just crazy because in that moment, I felt like I was just like, yeah, I'm pulling you away from me. 
like going upstairs it was just like a separation like you're not doing this anymore and again this happened january 12th 2017 wow. i remember the exact day wow. and february i want to say 15th or something i heard my call like at a conference it, and it was just like loud like this is what you're going to do and this is how it's going to look and i remember writing it down i remember dang bro praise god but like i remember i'm sitting in this conference and i am literally i hear him so loud i'm just right and this is how i know the bible is real mm -hmm. because i just know that paul and everybody like they just heard it like yeah i wrote you just you just get the right and it's say? just like nah this is what he said like and i just um i know the spirit is so real the spirit that was moving in and through them is is, is the holy spirit yeah and uh I couldn't see what I was writing down. It's like I'm writing down these things. I hear it, but I can't see it until I'm done. Oh, you know what I mean? Wow. So like wow. I literally see words, but I can't read the words. Like so I just see I'm I'm just writing. And there's a sermon happening and everybody's just I mean, nobody sees it. I'm just sitting in the corner, but the, the people that were in like my cabin are sitting next to me and they think I'm taking notes. Boy, I don't know what I'm writing. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I still have it on my phone and it's just like I kind of get chills. Uh, when I hear it, because when I first heard it, I was terrified. Mm. Like, I was like, yo, this is like, because one of the biggest things that uh, I heard about in my calling was, you're going to suffer for my name. I was like, suffer? Jesus, I've suffered a lot this year. Who like, wants to do that? Like, I have suffered suffer. so much. But, yeah. you know, like, when I looked up what, like, suffer means, it's just, like, kind of, like, to go through and I'll never forget. Um, Come on, theology. Bro. Like, That's why it's so, something. side note, it's so important to like, not even just look up in the Greek or the Hebrew, but like, look look up a word in Bruh. the dictionary. Like, know what it actually means when you're reading it. Bruh, to endure. And, and uh, I remember listening to, what was the pastor's name? Oh, God. I can't remember his name. But he's like, you're going to suffer for something. He's mm -hmm. like, you want to suffer mm -hmm. for your success or you're going to suffer for nothing? Like, he was like, but you're going to suffer for something. Like, everybody suffers like essentially and when it make it makes sense it makes sense yeah because you're going to go through something everybody's going to go through something we all have a story and it's crazy because the thing that divides us is the thing that actually should unite us is that we're all different mm. but we are all saved by his blood amen and it's crazy because it's like yo you're going to go through this but you are but he already shed his blood for you yeah you're yeah. going to feel this way you may have and i think that was the hardest thing for me not even trying to be too churchy or nothing because like bro man i think once i came to understand that it's like nah like ah romans 116 like i'm gonna ah, carry that cross bro yeah because like and it don't have to look perfect because this is far from look I'm, I'm gonna be the first person to come out in this podcast and tell y'all <laughs> your boy be wilding sometimes if you see me on social media look bro just know he's still working through me but Amen. i love him <laughs> like but yeah, y'all, like that, those things I felt like in moments kind of just remind me, man. And, and even having this moment to reminisce, thank you again. Oh, yeah. Um, how good he is. Like, there is no testimony without him. So if there's anything that I can say about it is just allow him to love you. Like, just let Christ love you. Yeah. Just that's the biggest thing except his love and that's hard but 
It's easy. Trust me, bro. My favorite verse is Matthew 11, verse 28 to 30, bro. And like, cast your burdens onto me, yes. bro. Like, yes, yes. And it's crazy because the first time that I heard, and going back to it, the first time I heard that verse was at that conference. That conference, ironically, the theme of it that year was equipping for ministry. I had no idea what I was going into, but yeah. No, that's dope. And I feel like, wow. Like you said so much, and honestly, I feel yeah, like my bad. no, 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 in a good way, in a good way, Alex. Come on. Um, I just I feel like this this is always needed. It's always needed to remember where Jesus has brought us from to where we are now. Uh-huh. Like from from um, you know a life of like living within sin and just like. Let's just clarify the word sin, because I feel like that word is so, like, mm, spooky. Yeah. But just, like, anything that takes us away from Christ, right? To to knowing that God, like, died on the cross. Like, no, like, he died on the cross. He rose again for Alex. Uh-huh. He was like, no, like, I need my son with me, Alex. Like, yeah. I need Alex. And so I think that's just so important, because it really cultivates and helps you remember, like, who God is. It's like... Yeah, I'm living this life, but he's living through me. And so even in these moments where I'm battling like my own desires and you know, wanting to do the things that I want to do, whatever, God is still here with me. Mm-hmm. If I believe that he is who he said he is, he's still here. Like he's not going anywhere. And the only th- like he's not forcing me to do anything. What he wants to do is to continue to love me. Let God love me and show me and transform me that way. And I think that's just like so beautiful. And like, thank you for sharing that. I think it's so needed. It made me smile. I was like, oh, Jesus is so good. Um, And I want to just like pivot a little bit. Something you mentioned about like your calling. Um, I think one of the things that we do in the Christian community is we're always wondering like, it's either, it's always two things. What is my purpose and who am I gonna marry? <laughs> like, I feel like those two things are so pushed within <laughs> the Western culture of Christianity. And I think it can be frustrating because for those of us who are just like feeling lost, we're just like, God, I don't know. Like, am I, you know, am I doing the right thing? Like, I'm not married by 23. Like, I don't have seven children. You know, shout out to the people that do, because I think that's great. But it's just like, oh, like, am I am I doing the thing that God has called me to do? I don't know. I don't know what my purpose is. And I think even just starting with, like, what is our our purpose in life? Um, and I think I'll just let my thoughts process. But I think, like, one of the things even within myself that I had to struggle with a lot was, like, oh, my purpose is not just one specific thing, like um, yeah. like work or like my career or like to get married. Like that's not my purpose. Like God will use me in those moments and use me in those things to show his glory. Mm-hmm. But my purpose is to show who Christ is through my life in whatever aspect. Period. And, like, <laughs> period. and period so I think that, like... like you were talking about like your, you know, when you went to that conference and um, I, I also believe that God gives us specific desires and passions to like, you know, walk out um, our lives um, through him. 
and I, I would like you to share just like what what is your what is your calling what is your purpose and then I guess how do you feel like you add um, to the the Christian community it can be within that it can be outside of that I think also let's like let's touch on outside of that as well because I think the whole goal like of this um, podcast episode Alex and I were talking about is like kind of just giving respect where respect is due. And I think um, there's a lot of adversity between men and women in um, the Christian community. And I think there's a lot of misunderstanding. Um, And I would just like to hear from your perspective, your voice, like what, what is that, what does purpose look like for you? And like, how do you feel like you've been able to add um, to the Christian community as a, a man of God? Yeah. Uh, first of all, great question. Um, <laughs> it was roundabout, but we got there. But adding purpose, I think it was kind of uh, funny because when I heard my calling, I was like, God, I'm not, I'm not standing on pulpit. Like, I was like, mm-hmm. this is not, I knew from the jump, I was like, it's not going to be traditional. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't feel like, I was called to just be like a preacher on Sundays and like I never felt that for a moment and it was weird because I was like how am I gonna do this guy like you know what I mean like <laughs> and I think um when we talk about purpose it's not about the how but more so of the who mm. you know what I mean and I think and who is the who Christ amen <laughs> you know what okay. I mean it's the who and um and 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 I think that is the battle <laughs> well, i'm just so corny okay i'm listening <laughs> <laughs> but the battle uh is the who um and just being patient enough to trust like i don't know how i'm going to get there but i know who's leading me yeah so i will i will fulfill my purpose yeah um and it doesn't and the what is doesn't matter either and i think for me um you said two things. You said relationships and like weddings and everything, but I'm gonna get to that too because yeah, no, no, go like, ahead. Like that go was ahead. a battle, a battle. Oh man. Uh, my God! But um, in this journey, I have found myself in places that I would have never imagined ministering, hmm. and it's crazy because like to the outside world, it's like, what are you doing there? You know what I mean? And it goes back to what Pastor Horace said to me way back when. Is just like. God sends you, you go. And it may not make sense to people around yeah. you. It may not make sense. But I, I, I often ask myself, like, Psh, if you're talking about Esther, you're talking about uh, Moses, you're talking about, and Esther talking about something, if I die, I die. You know? <laughs> you know what if saying? I die, I, I die. die. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo. yo. But, like, to everybody else on the outside, it looks crazy until, you know what I mean, you see the, Psh, right, you, Daniel, you talking about something, yeah, nah, bro, like, yeah, I'm going after like, and then you see the manifestation of His glory, the, of of everything that He says in this world, uh, and it comes to pass, bro. But the biggest one was with Christ, bro. Like everything that they were talking about, Isaiah, Jeremiah, my man say, bro, I'm not even, I'm not talking no more. Yeah, all right, bro, I'm gonna, <laughs> strike, I'm gonna strike you with this fire, and you're gonna be prophesying for the rest yeah. of your life. But like to know that, like when we talk about the the people that we even study in the Bible. 
didn't know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they 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 didn't know. They're just being led by him. And yeah. and ultimately, like it is, and that's the biggest thing for me is just to realize that it's with a purpose. The more that I put myself to, or not I put myself to, but like deny myself. I, the more that I'm in a place where it's just like, bro, it's not about me, that's the closer that I get to purpose. Mm-hmm. Like, when I just think about purpose from a me standpoint, I get caught into the what and the how. But when I just get caught into uh, uh, wrap myself around the, man, bro, I just want to be around you. I just want to, to get to know you more. I just want to see what you want for my life and how you, and I understand that I play a role. Like, can you understand the glory of, like, this is, this is the this is Christ. This the is the king Father. This is kings. the King, and He's like, Nah, I want you to do this, and it's just, again, I may cry, <laughs> because my mind, my human mind, cannot understand. Like, what do you mean? I need to put this down. What do you mean? I want this in this moment, and I think that can't yeah. let this go. That has been another thing that I learned in twenty seven. It's just like, bro, I know your desires. Mm. Like, I hear you. There's been countless times where I will I will pray and God will answer my prayer right there and then. Like it has happened. Yeah. And it's like, no, I hear you, but I also know you and I know you better than you know yourself. And That's that hard. is like when we talk about purpose is your purpose. I, like Rodney talks about this, too. He's like, bro, God could show you your purpose and say, this is what you're going to do in a step by step. And you'll be like, you will probably still ruin it. He could tell you mm-hmm. step by step, this is exactly how it's going to happen. And you'd be like, well, hold up. Be like, so you nah. mean to tell me I got to go through, so we can't skip this line right, right here? Right, right, right. And Picking it's just it like, I think that is the biggest thing that I've come to realize. And I've added that. Um, I feel like God has used me to be in spaces that aren't traditional. Mm-hmm. Like we were talking about it coming down here. I work at nightlife. But yeah. it's crazy because I've had moments where I'm literally talking about Christ with my coworkers. And people turn it up upstairs, but it's it's like it reminds me of how's it, how else are we going to reach the people that we need to? Because they're not coming to church on Sunday. If right. they if they out here turning up right. for brunch and everything, they're not worried about it anyway. They try to turn up and live life. So how are we going to reach the people that we're supposed to and called to reach if we don't if we're not comfortable enough to go into the spaces that mm. look, bro, my man Paul was walking to Rome knowing, <laughs> look. He the smoke that was, he it. never made it, yeah. but like, bro, he's trotting on and he's just like, look, bro, you walk into that joint, you might die. And he's like, all right, you know what I'm saying? So it's, it's through this journey, I have been encouraged and emboldened to be able to go into spaces where traditionally my mom would be asking me questions all the time. She's like, bro, you sure you got to do this? You sure he's calling you to do this? You sure this is not you? And I'm like, mom, I don't know. Like. <laughs> like, right. I don't just know. I'm just, I'm just going to go step by step. And there's people that, uh, like, it's, it's crazy because you never understand the impact that God is using you on, using you for. Um, but I'll, I'll give this one example in particular. Like, I was doing this podcast, and I never thought that I was leaving an impact. Um, the impact that I actually left, that God actually used me to leave. And the podcast ended, but our relationship stayed the same mm. but the biggest thing that we talked about was christ wow. and it's ironic because full circle moment a few weeks ago again the podcast had nothing to do with christ like but, but yeah, yeah. we would talk about jesus offline so much we would talk about that i get a phone call and he's just like yeah bro what are you doing tonight and 
I'm just like, nothing. I'm chilling. He's like, bro, you want to go to Bible study? I'm just like, bro, let's go. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's get it. But like to be in a space where people will be looking at us and we're two completely different individuals on the outside. But his, I always saw that his heart was yearning for Christ. Desire. I always yeah. saw, and I always felt, and that was the spirit in me that was working. It's just like, nah, you be right here. People on the outside may not understand. People on the outside mm-hmm. are just like, why are you here? But when it's time for you to go, again. It's time. Yeah. yeah. Like, and that happened. It was just like, all right, you've done what you needed to do. The step. And I was like, I would. I helped build this. And wow. why would you have me in this place? But that is the matter of community is to be able to go where God, like that I've come to understand and what I feel like I add is being obedient to a, like, not to a fault, but being obedient and showing, like, God, in, in, in very extreme ways sometimes, uh, to show that, no, this is what it looks like when you're walking that path. And um, being unapologetic about it. And it may not make sense to some, but for the, if if it's one, you know mm. what I mean? Even if it's one person that God wants me to reach, like, that, that is what really matters, like, because it's the who. Yeah, I mean, it's not the what or the how, but that that is the biggest thing that I've come to realize about community is just like one, the importance of it, but to build that community, someone has to stand. You Mm, know what I'm saying? mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he already stood for us all. You know what I'm saying? That part. But it's just like now he's using us as the arm to spread this message. And he's working through us to do it. It's like it's not even on our own strength. It's not even in our own power. It's like. God calls you to do something. He's also going to qualify you for it. And you're already qualified because you have the Holy Spirit within you. You have God walking with you. You know, he's going to open doors that you never thought would be open. Um, that's so good, Alex. I, my, I, I feel like whenever I talk about Jesus with somebody else, I just get really, like, excited so, because yeah, it's bro. just like you see so many different sides mm-hmm. of the same God. Like, Jesus never gets boring. Like, he's always, always showing, like, a different aspect of who he is through somebody else's life. Um, I had a question for you. Dang. I really forgot what it was. <laughs> um, Sorry. But I think, like, what you shared was just so good. Like, purpose is through Christ. And it is only through Christ. Um, yeah. That's just, like, it's beautiful to see who Jesus is through you. Like that's that's exciting and, and it's so encouraging too. And I think, um, here's my thought. Okay, so you're a great communicator. Mm-hmm. Um, really? You're, yeah. Well, well <laughs> you know, in the sense of like when you speak, like you're really good at telling stories. Um, here's my thing. I feel like in the church community, um, I feel like men... Or there's this stigma that, you know, if you're not a good communicator, this is this is not a fully, like, my own thought, but Jackie Hill Perry and Preston were talking about this as well, um, how, like, in the church, like, with giftings and things like that, men who feel like, you know, they're not a good communicator or they're not called to be, like, a pastor or a preacher or whatever, then obviously, the, like, the church doesn't need them. But... Yeah. I feel like even just you sharing like what your purpose is, it's like you are you you're a good communicator, but you're not even like you're not standing up on Sundays like you said. You're not on a pulpit. Mm-hmm. You're outside 
you know, on, on, a, on a weekday, whatever, talking to people about Jesus, striking up conversations, and it's like normal activity for you. So I feel like I just really appreciate your perspective because I feel like a lot of, um, I'm not even gonna, I don't know how men feel because I'm not a man, but I just, I would envision that, especially because there's a lot, there's a lot more women in the church than, than men, and I feel like, um, you know, like the Western culture is really good at like catering to what women want um you know like the marriage conferences and things like that and it's not like guys don't think about those things but you know women are very emotional and so a lot of these these things that um are going on it's like catered towards a woman like a woman's gonna come you know to like an easter sunday service or whatever um but i just i feel like there is still a voice and and god is still like hey like i i need i need men i need women for sure but i also need men like within community to show that like hey i am good um but i just think like even hearing your voice like speak about how god has brought you through and like the things that you know he's told you that he's wanted you to do like i feel like that's so important so i just wanted to thank you on that part yeah for sure um Let's touch on that though, what you just said. Uh, I think, well, in two aspects of the need for more voices, I think also it's a, I don't want to blame it. I don't want to, but we, I can only speak for myself. I had to overcome my, well, I had to let God work through me so I can overcome my pride Mm. and my ego. And in what way? Even in the sense of you don't need me or they don't need me was rooted in a sense of pride and ego. Mm. Sometimes, like, my lack of confidence is also rooted. I had to come to realize that that lack of confidence is just as much rooted in ego and pride yeah. as over being overconfident. Um, because you're holding on to an identity that you created for yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that's where we, we kind of find a disconnect. Because we think that when you think of ego and pride, it's just like, oh, he's so into himself in a way of like, oh, I'm better than this. But right. you can also be rooted in your ego and pride by just disqualifying yourself when God is like, no, I've called Ooh, you to good. do this. Like, I qualify, you're qualified because of me, and you're telling me that, no, I can't do this. I put the purpose in you. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, I yeah. put it, and I think. It's not about you. It's not. And and I think that's the biggest thing is just we are still looking at ourselves to do it. Like, we're looking at ourselves to do the work. And it's just like we are, I can't speak for all men, but a lot of men feel like when you, we take the provider mm. aspect of life a little too far because it's like we, you have to have all the answers. You have to mm. be able to, before the problem even arrives, you need to be this psychic that can think of, like, how? Where does that come from? Pride and ego, but it's also social stigmas, you know? Yeah. And I think that we are in an era where you see things, and it's like comparison is the thief of all joy. So you feel yeah. like I have to be this version of a quote-unquote man, when in reality it's just like, who said that? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, where, where did we pick this up? Where did... And that's why, like, if we can segue towards relationships, why well, I don't even talk about relationships. And I said this off the off mic, but, bro, I stopped talking about relationships because I got to a place where I realized, as a man, bro, 
I don't have it all figured out. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, so who yeah. am I going to sit and tell you, like, this is what you need to do as a man, and you need to, I could tell you one thing that has changed my life. Listen, put God first. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Put God first, and everything else will follow. Seek ye first, Matthew 6, 30, like, literally, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all will be provided to you. Hey. And that is the craziest thing, because, like, I mean, read it in this full context. Don't just take the verse by itself, but, like, that's, that's a lot, bro, because, again, I am not perfect. I be walling. I got a temper. Like, all these things. But, like, in the moments that God has, like, all right, bro, I need you to lock in. Go do this. Go do that. Bro, my family can testify. I could not have done it on my own. Mm. Because, again, at the time when my dad got sick, I'm going through all this stuff. And I'm just like, all right, bro, like, how am I about to get? I had no answers. Like, I literally did not have the answers, but he did. He had yeah. the answers before the problem even arose. If anything, he was telling me, hey, start praying and meditating, you know what I'm saying, so that you can hear me loud, you know what I'm saying? And I just remember being in a place where I sat down, and I was like, God, I want to hear your voice louder than any other voice. Yeah. Like, I want to hear your voice loud. Oh, he going to talk, though. Be ready for that. <laughs> so I think Be ready to hear what he has to say, too. That's, yeah, that's really good. what it is, and I think... When we hear like parables of like, oh, it's it's harder for a rich man to get in. I mean, it's easier for a camel to walk through a needle uh, than for a rich man to get into heaven. I think not to talk about wealth or anything in that capacity, but like that parable is so profound because I did some research and like a needle isn't like a needle. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like a needle, if you go back and look at historic times, like a needle was like a passageway. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like, for a camel to go through the needle, it has to bow down. Like, it has to essentially get on its knees to crawl through the needle. And essentially what it's saying is, like, humbling yourself for a... And that is not just Richmond. That is oh. us in general as humanity need to humble ourselves to realize that, like, nah, bro, like, I don't have all the answers. Mm. And I think that is what causes the disconnect is because we all feel like... This is how you have to be. Bro, I ain't create a woman. I ain't going to tell you what type of yeah. woman. I can tell you what I like. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not, I'm at a place, <laughs> I'd be laughing because I was watching Love Island last night going crazy. Oh my but God, <laughs> Love Island is so toxic. Crazy. I was going crazy. I was like, this is uh, why. Rah, 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 I'd be praying rah, for them rah. on there. I'm like, I was Jesus. wilding. And I was like, you put your trust. And, and it was oh hilarious. And, uh, but you know, all jokes and giggles. But at the end of the day, like, I'll say something like that, but in, in in reality, I'm just watching it, and it's just like, bro, you're looking for love in all the wrong mm. places. Like you're looking for, you're looking for identity in all the wrong places. You're looking identity. For Wait, hold on. I didn't even mean to cut you <laughs> off, but that's so good. Like my thought is like, we look for identity in relationships, and you know what's the thing? It's not necessarily a bad idea, but it's who we're looking like to have that identity with. So it's like if we put our identity in our relationship with Christ, it's different than putting our identity in a relationship with another person. Like totally different. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because like when you talk about identity, it's not just relationships. People put their identity in their jobs. Yeah. People put their identities in like their hobbies and passions and things. that We are seeking approval from – It's. Like, we're trying to find approval from the world. Things we're, that like, satisfy. literally will never be able to satisfy us. And I think that's something that we wrestle with as men a lot, mm. especially myself, bro. Like, I had to overcome that. Still do. Like, where you're living, 
job. Bro, I am making more money than I have ever made in my life. And I'm still Period. looking at myself like, oh, you need to do this, that, and the third. And it's like this hustle culture that's like mm. not ever, you're never going to be satisfied. So how do I find a, a place where I'm content, where, where God has, but whole time, bro, I'm living in, I am living in answered prayer. Yeah. But mad because it's like, okay, but you answered this now, but now I have new prayers. Like, what do you, like, when are you going to get this thing? And it, God's just like, bro. Do you not see? And that was my word for, well, not not gratitude, but grace. (laughs) Not me saying grateful. I said gratefulness. That's (laughs) crazy. Gratitude. But like (laughs) grace was my word of the year at first, right? And then like it just shifted to like gratitude and and really putting that into perspective. Like, no, like I'm really grateful. And I think a lot of that, what you are talking about between like men not feeling valued and things is because we put a lot of our identity in the things that Mm. we do as opposed to who he has called us to be. And when we get to a place where it's like, no, I am the righteousness. I am righteous through what he did. And we in Romans, you know what I'm saying? Like Romans eight, boy, I don't ran through that joint back and forth. (laughs) Because when you get to the point where he's just like, no, you are a co-heir. Hold on. Like, come on. Like, you are a co-heir to Christ in that your spirit testifies with his spirit that mm. you could call him, like, bro. Yeah. And it's, it's like, a, here's the whole thing that I, because I, I had to put things in a practical space. You move different when you know who you are. Like, if I know I am a king, I'm not going to do I'm just going to use it for the sake of this conversation. Peasant stuff. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? No, no, no. If I no, yeah. know, because it's, and I say this in the most humblest way, it is beneath you. Like, there's certain things that it's just like, God is just like, I, me Calling personally. You, out of, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, me personally, I would have never <laughs> let you do that. I would have never yeah. have put you through that because that is not your nature. Yeah. You are not, that is not who you are. You don't have to go through that. You chose to go through that. Yeah, yeah. Because, I have you here, not because of you, not because of anything that you did, but because of what I I did did and because of my love. First John 4, it's not because you love me, but because I love Mm -hmm. you, you are here. That's good. You are here. And I think that is the wrestling. That is why we have so much disconnect. That's why it's like, yo, women are this, women are that. Look, bro, I'm going to keep it a beam. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I'm going to keep it a beam, bro. Like. That break, my last relationship opened up everything because I felt like I was everything that I was supposed to be. Mm. I did everything that I was supposed to. And I remember being so hurt, but I love this woman to this day. And everything (laughs) in my spirit wanted to hate this girl. Like everything in my flesh wanted to hate this girl, Mm. but everything in my spirit was like, you love her. Yeah. And I remember talking to Rodney because when I remember when we broke up, First of all, let me just go on record to say, because you might hear this, this was the most healthiest breakup that I'd ever gone through <laughs> in my life. Ever. Wow. And I'll never forget the first thing that she said. Um, shout out to her. Uh, she came up to me and she was essentially like, I just want to let you know that we are equally yoked. I was just like, bro, what is happening here? Like, And she was like, and if God wants us to be together, we will be together. Wow. It's that and third. And I just remember being so angry. And I'm just like, bro, what are we doing this for? Why are we doing this? I cannot thank this woman enough for, for letting me go. Because, boy, she moved herself out of the way so God could be like, yeah, bro, 
I need you to go do. Yeah. Like, I need you to go be. And I remember, <laughs> like, this is a woman that I, still not the but, like, like I was like, this is the person I'm going to marry, God. Woo, woo, woo. I felt it in my spirit, and I still do. But <laughs> it's just, like, in a space where I'm just like, but, God, like, why would you show me someone? Why would you do this? Why would you put me in a position and just take her away? Mm. And I remember being, like, uh, talking to Rodney about this. Shout out to Rodney. He, he, he just see him. That's my spiritual dad, bro. Like he be he could be calling me. Like I, like I had that. a vision, bro. And it, but um, and I told him that he was like, mm. that's all he said. He was like, mm, mm, mm. and I said, what? He was like, you ain't here because it's very clear to me. And I was just like, what do you mean? He was like, bro, she has a heart that says she may not have it figured out, but she wants. God above anything else. Yeah. And in that moment, I was just like, dang. So she dropped me for Jesus. I said, that's <laughs> crazy. And he was like, man, but that is the best person that you would ever want. Because that means that she is seeking his face. And for a, ye- yeah. a year, bro. And I'm telling you, there's some stuff that has happened in between. I ain't going to say on the mic. But boy, the enemy has come to make me dislike this woman. But at the same time, it's just like every time, bro. And this is mm. the, this is the humility of like the spirit working in and through you because the flesh is rooted in pride, ego, anger. It like, bro, it's going to tell you to just like go out here, wild out, be hurt, go deal with because I'm hurt. I'm going to go hurt the next person. I'm going to go. This is why I'm talking about relationships because I don't move like that. Like I can't, it's like, I can't, bro. Like even in my mind, like I will have the thought, but in my spirit, be like, yeah, all right, go and try it. Yeah. And, um, man, I was in this space where it was just like, just be present. Mm. Just be in it. And it's crazy because, like, I will be angry, like I said. And God was just like, just pray for her. What? <laughs> what are you talking about? I will oh, be sitting there, man. and it's crazy. Like, And I told you, we already talked about this story. Yeah. Like, Yvette knows this story through, through and through. <laughs> it is Christmas Eve last year, and I am... Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mad yeah. about a situation. And Yvette doesn't even know it. I'm just like, this, that, and the third. And Yvette pulls me to the side. Well, we went to go pick up the food and we're driving. And Yvette is just like, randomly, she's just like, what if your answer, what if God answer, is answering your prayer right now, but it just doesn't look like what you, you asked for? <laughs> and you're like, and it always don't replace on my mind. Like, sometimes wow. a blessing can feel like a curse when outside of God's provision. When you don't have your eyes on Jesus. You know what I'm saying? So like, good. outside of God's provision. And it's just like, yo, when you don't, because you won't see his, bro, he's, what does the word say? My thoughts are not your thoughts. My mm-hmm. ways, are, and they're different. Like, they're higher. higher I'm sorry. Yeah, higher. Because like, again, it's not about me. Yeah. Right? This is what I had to remember. It's not about me. And what has really put that in perspective is like Ruth. Like, I was reading the book of Ruth. And I was like, dang, slim. Like, it's not a, but like, when I look at from, uh, I don't forget what Ruth and Boaz's son was named. But from them to David, from David to Jesus, I'm like, bro, my man. And it goes starts from Abraham. Yeah. But it's just like God is a God of generations. And if you just look at it from a you standpoint, you're always going to feel like life is unfair. But mm. when you really pay attention to it, it's just like, nah, I play a key role in this. Like, man, look, just pass me the ball and tell me when to shoot. You know what I'm saying? Like, just, right, right, right. It's time for me to shoot. But um, I had to get to a place where I realized that, like, no, not only as a man, like, not only did you separate us, 
but you are working in me and said person. And if it comes back to be, it is what it is. If it doesn't, look, bro, it is what it is. Yeah. But at the same time, going back to community, going back to like why men and their positions, finding their positions, that all falls under the umbrella of who are you identity? Because my identity mm-hmm. in that moment could be I'm gonna be this player because this is what society says. Or this, I'm this girl to, hurt me. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And it's just like, nah, go get your get back. Or go hurt the next person mm-hmm. because of what the last person did, which is what so many of us do. Or we're closed off and instead of taking the time to, to let God heal us, we're we're moving. You know what I'm saying? Like we're 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 on to the next. We're on to the next situation. And it's just like, no, in the process, you gotta understand. And here's another thing that I had to come to realize is that Jesus loved everybody. Yeah. See, he loved me, but he loved his daughters too. Mm-hmm. So he's not going to see. Sometimes we don't realize that like, hey, you know, he got to work through you too. So like, I'm not about to let you mess up my daughter either. Yeah. And I had yeah. that. So I'm sitting there like, God, I was That's perfect. I was doing this, that, and the third. And he was like, yeah, but you was also doing this. You ain't know, but I mm. see. And, and that is where the meek, where it, it pays to be meek. And it's just like, Nah, just humble yourself so that he can really show you who you're supposed to be. So that he can he can fulfill his promise mm. in and through your life. Not yeah, bro. No, that's so good. <laughs> like, Wait, I, so okay, yeah. No, and humble yourself. And I think that's easy to do when you recognize who God is. It's like humbling yourself is not, oh, I'm so lowly, I'm so poor, I can't do this, blah, blah, blah. It's no. It's literally exalting who Christ is. Christ Period. died for my sins. He rose again. He chose me. He called me. You know, he's he chose to dwell here within me. He, you know, he's working through me. He's moved mountains for me. For sure. You know, he's he speaks to me. He sees me. He calls me out of my sin, you know, into his marvelous light. Like doing that mm. is so it's easy to see like who am I to be a friend of God, you know? And I think even one one more thing that you touched on. I think even in myself, especially as a woman, right? Because I think the culture does a really good job of painting um, men like so easily. Like you guys are, you guys are the villains mm-hmm. in every like love story, like whatever. It's always your fault. And so I think even growing up, like I've talked about this before. Like I would read like romance novels and things like that. And mm-hmm. so it's always like. Oh, I just want this guy that sees me and blah blah blah. But all these guys are are, are trash. That's it's really social media, which helped me craft that idea of like guys suck blah blah blah. And you know, not to say that there aren't some disrespectful men, but there are also some disrespectful women. And I think just like it comes out of hurt and pain and wanting to be heard from the other side. Um, but even what you said about like how, you know, like you're a child of God, but then also like the woman that you were dating like god loved her too and it's like you're not about to ruin her life just because of your heart's desires and Mm -hmm. i think that's the thing it's like sometimes even if it's like a good thing sometimes we'll see something and we're like like even if god is like leading us here whatever it's like oh like within my own heart within my own desire like this is what i want and i'm gonna do it the way i want and god is like Mm -mm. no 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 like it's not it's still not about you like yes i'm giving you this thing it's still not about you it's not about what you want it's about who i am and i think it's even cooler to know that even in that like god is so kind like he's so willing to just sit in that place it's like if i'm in the place of being selfish and men are trash and men suck 
for years. God is still there with me. No, Eva, I love you. Who am I? Who, what did I call you? Who, your royalty, you know, like, and, and I think that's the thing is like, God takes our eyes off of our situation, off of, you know, ourself and puts us, puts our eyes back on him. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh yeah, like, if this is the God that, you know, protected the Israelites, you know, during the time when, um, you know, Esther was queen and, you know, all these things, like, if he can do that, if he can bring, bring his people through, like all of these just horrid things that were happening to them, mm-hmm. why wouldn't he do that for me? Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's beautiful. And I just want you to like, I guess, talk to that just a little bit before we go. Like, what is it like in terms of relationships specifically? What does it look like for you to have your eyes? on Jesus, seeking Jesus, even as you have a desire for marriage, even as you have a desire for relationship? Yeah, I think the biggest thing of, like, pursuing, you know, marriage and relationships um, in that aspect is being in a place where you understand that, again, he loves you more than you love yourself. Mm. And he knows your heart's desires. He understands, but he understands. Like God's timing is, I think that is the biggest thing that we, when we talk about suffering, mm-hmm. it's not a matter of like, oh, God's going to, you're going to get hit by a bus or something in that That's capacity. Crazy. You know what I mean? Like you're going to have to go through all this, but it's just like, will you wait for the thing that you want? Like that is this, like, will you endure this moment of, of, of waiting mm. for what you want? You know, in understanding that I have a bigger plan, I have a bigger picture for your life. And yes, these are aspects of it, but like your purpose is not just to be a husband. Your purpose mm-hmm. is not just to be mm-hmm. this. Your purpose is not just to be a pastor. Your purpose is not just to be uh, whatever job title that you're working and being in a position where you are, again, going back to humility, just humble enough to trust that like, yo, and fight no, no, faithful enough to trust that, like, you, you are who you are. And you, you kind of touched on it a little bit is God doesn't change. Like, he's yeah. not changing. Like, he is that same God. He is that. But and it, it, it just speaks volumes because it's just like, dang, me? I mean, like, I'm a mm. grain of sand in a bucket or of compared to like all the people that you could choose, but you still choose me for this and you still want me to be happy. You still want me to have a family and, and things in that nature. So um, that's really what it looks like. And it, I think that's what keeps me grounded is just, cause again, like we can talk about it. I work at nightlife. So yeah. I see women walking up and down, you know what I mean? And it's yeah, just yeah. like, what, what stops me from like just going at anybody and I think that's really mm. what has been the threshold and the filter is just like ah, oh, bro like just hold on you know what I mean and it's hard because I was like but God look right, 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 <laughs> right. and it's just like nah but that's not the person that's not and it's not not going to say your person because but like that's not your person that's not it that's, yeah, not, that's not, not it. it that's not it for this moment um and that that is really what it looks like specifically for me mm-hmm. is just being in a position of like if God whomever it is whom it's not gonna be you yeah 
You know what I mean? Like, if it's the person that God wants for your life, that person, he's going to do the work. And I think that is, he will use you to do the work. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and it it's really hard because we have our permissive will. We have our, so it's just like, oh, okay, but I can choose. Yes. But also, you can choose wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's just like, all right, I, now I have to go, you know what I'm saying? My grace is sufficient. To, yeah. sufficient. And now um, I have to write this. And I think yeah. that is the biggest thing that I had to come to understand is just, man, like, again, you love me. Yeah. Like, you really love me. Like, you love me so much. But more importantly, your will is much greater mm-hmm. than whatever my desires are in this moment. So, yes, not right now, but let's think about the things that you are using. Like, if I was just looking at it from a lack, and that's the biggest thing. Like, we look at it from a lack standpoint. But when we look at it from a position of, like, what is God currently using you to do? I promise you, take an audit of your life right now and just ask yourself, like, look really deep at the things that God is using you. I promise you, you're probably not even thinking about it. Yeah. And you think that you're doing nothing but I guarantee you, oh, it so could good. be it yeah. could be like just saying hello to somebody that you don't even know why. Like you're just being kind to this person, and you don't know that God could be using you to like that person could be on the verge of something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's just like, no, like I'm using you here to plant seeds because we all yeah. play a piece. Like some people plant the seeds, some people water them, some people tend to them. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. this is this is the gardening process, and this is what God uses uh, use. It will use us as, and it comes, it's the same thing in relationships. And I think for me, it's just understanding that what season I'm in right now. And in this season, for me, I can't speak for everybody, (laughs) for me, God is just like, I need you to, I need you to seek me. I need you to see who I called you to be. Yeah. And as you are walking this path, trust and believe every, like I said, on a professional level, I would not be here. Like, one of the biggest things, because, again, there's certain things that you have to let go. There's certain things that you picked up, like we were talking about social media. There's certain mindsets that you have to unlearn, that you have to repent. You know what I'm saying? We talk about repent. We transform your mind for... To be like, I can't go into a relationship with bitter. Mm. Like, like, I can, but it's just like... It's not going. It's not He's, going. It's not going to serve far, me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying so. It's just like, bro. Let me heal your mind. Let me heal your trauma. Let me heal you from all the things that you've gone through that will keep you from really loving this woman the way that mm. I want you to love this woman. From being the person that you are called to be in this relationship, but you've dealt with some things. But that I love you, you so to, much yeah. that I'm gonna get you through this and restore you so that you can be the best version of yourself mm. in this particular situation. Yeah, I love that. I think you said a couple things that like my mind was like reeling. Um, the first thing being like even it's like as we like in terms of like when we talk about waiting, right? It's like yeah, we can get anxious and it's just like, uh-huh. bro, like I, I love you, God. I really sincerely do. I believe everything that you have for me. But uh-huh. I'm still ready to do what I want to do. And uh-huh. I don't think there's any wrong with feeling like you're ready I don't think that God is like oh now look at you you think you're ready for it and you're not I mean obviously he knows his ways are higher like we said his ways are higher and he he just he's he knows when the timing is right like you said and and it's perfect and for us to wait for that we have to also be willing to trust God and so I feel like 
trusting God, um, even in this area of relationships, can I think look different, but also it's the same premise for everybody. And I think even something that I've been learning is like God has been pulling from different instances where he's come through for me quickly and even in prayers that I prayed repeatedly mm -hmm. over and over and over again. And it's just like, oh, like you are consistently who you are. Yeah, you are, you are consistently who you are and you're not, like you're not a liar. Like you're not, and I think there's so much, the deeper you go with Christ, the more you recognize how broken and how hurt we are from, whether it's self-inflicted, whether it's other people, you know, our own desires and plans that didn't work out when we tried to work for those things. And I think like the biggest thing that happens when we come to Jesus is we start to rest. And we don't know how to rest because in a society where we're working for everything, we feel like we have to work for a relationship. If I just get, you know, like those, um, what's it called? Like on, on um, TikTok, if I just like, like get myself to like this perfect status, status yeah. or, you know, um, you know, I just do like my self care and just like make sure that I'm like soft life and all this stuff. It's like, cool, 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 cool. None of that qualifies you for what God has called you no. to do. He's the only qualifier. He's the only one who's called you for this. He's the only one. Like when that door opens, it's only going, you're only going to be able to say it's because of God. There's no way that you could deny that God was the one that did that. And I think that's the thing like that God has even been showing me, I think even as a woman, and I can't speak for all women, but it's just like, you know, that desire can start really young. Mm -hmm. And so you're looking around at all your friends, it's like, oh, why are you married? Why do you have children, blah, blah, whatever. And I'm still like here in this moment. But I think even knowing that like God's plan is good and his timing is so good. And then you have to think about, well, if God's plan and his timing are good, does that mean that like, like what are my plans, mm -hmm. you know? You know, and we may not be thinking like, oh yeah, I'm about to destroy. Sometimes we might be thinking, <laughs> I'm about to just self-inflict some trauma on myself. Yeah. But I don't think we're always thinking, oh yeah, you know, I think we're thinking and we're trying to plan for our future. But God is like, I already have your future planned. Your future is about me. And I'm going to show you how much I love you. I'm going to bless you because I love you. And I think that's like the thing that is just been highlighted especially in this area because this is an area i feel like that people try to attain you can listen i could go out and get a boyfriend i could go get married tomorrow you could go get married tomorrow right but would it be enough and i think what you said is like even just about waiting i think we know innately that like what god has is so much better than what we could imagine for our lives there's nothing that we could fathom in our own brains that would be as good as what God has. So it's like, even like you said, if he shows us step by step, we're gonna be like, um, no, <laughs> respectfully, nah. But even like the desires of our heart, like changing into the will that he has for our lives, mm. like trade my heart for yours, God. You know, give me the heart that you have for this aspect of my life. I think that is like so pivotal and so important, so. I, that was my little rant. <laughs> no, no, no. Because, like, the whole time you were talking, like, I, I just, one more point before we, I know we have to wrap it up soon, but it just makes me think of Jesus, right, when we talk about waiting. Yeah. This is the this is the best example that, like, I've said it before, and you've probably heard me say it, but for the sake of the conversation, just the, like, let's talk, when we talk about purpose, when we talk about knowing 
Jesus came out the gate and knew everything that mm-hmm. he needed to mm-hmm. do. Everything. Yeah. We have the moment where he's in a synagogue at the age of 12. Say, yeah, bro. I go ahead. I'm straight. I'm on my father right now, bro. <laughs> we don't hear from Jesus again until he's 30. Yeah. What is happening during that time? This is, this is, this is the, what would Jesus do? We're talking about Jesus that knew every, bro, step by step. This is how you're going to do it. But there's a moment that even, even Jesus had to wait before he started his ministry at 30. 30. My man got baptized at 30. Come on, bro. So for me, I think that, like, see, this is why I say when you look at it from just a me standpoint, it's just like, oh, God, it's not fair. We, bro, we talking about Jesus. Yeah. Jesus had to wait to fulfill his purpose in life. He could have snapped his fingers and be like. We talking about Jesus here. Yeah. And even building up to that, right? Because there was a build up to it. In the three years that he began his ministry, because we born at 30, died at 33, right? right? Like, there was no rush. It's crazy because, like, he did everything that he needed to do in those three years. Yeah, that's crazy. And to think that his work was so perfect in three years, well, really one day, like one moment, but leading up to that, and it just makes me look at myself and just like, yo, we have anxiety. This is why we have anxiety because we feel like, oh, man. And my mom laughs at me because she's like, tomorrow doesn't belong to you. I was like, it don't. But yeah, if yeah. he's with me today, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm in a good place. But, like, bro, like, Jesus, like, it, it baffles me. Like, God, you made Jesus. You made Jesus wait. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. why, though? Like, why would we have this example? Why would we? Because, bro. It's just the perfection of his timing, bro. It's like, no, Jesus did what he needed to do at the right time. Mm. There was no, he he could have placed Jesus in 2007. He could have placed Jesus in 1942. He could have placed wow. Jesus. But at the time that Jesus came on this earth, it was the perfect time. Yeah. And that is the beauty of it all. It's just like when we talk about relationships, we talk about purpose. We talk about just like, bro. Even Jesus, who knew his purpose, went through a process. And I'm not saying trust the process, but trust who, you know what I'm saying? Who trust is taking who you through the process. To, yeah, yeah, the process. And I think that was the biggest thing. If you really study Jesus, bro, everything was about the Father. Mm-hmm. My Father, my Father, my Father. If you trust me, it's my Father. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like my, everybody's like, my man, my man, my... No, my dad, my dad, my dad. That right. was what Jesus was about. Like, no, my dad. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, listen, like... Like, what do you mean, bro? Listen to my father. But, um, and I think that's the biggest thing is uh, being in that place where we are content with where we are for the moment, understand in the grand screen, grand scheme of everything that his will will be done. Mm, and I, that is hard. Hear me out. It is hard when you are looking at yourself and you have these expectations for yourself and you feel like, Man, I need this right now. But if you would just listen to the sound of my voice for just this moment, if I haven't said anything, but if you can get to a place where you just believe, this is the fight right here, believe for a moment that there is a God in this universe that loves you Mm. so much, this is my altar call, that he sent his son to die on the cross for you 
so that you can have everlasting life. And again, Rodney talks about this and understanding that salvation is not just what happens eternally, but in every Mm -hmm. aspect of your life. If you would just believe this, and when I say truly believe this, again, going back to when you know that you are in a position of righteousness and you are an heir, you just move different. But if you can believe this, I guarantee you, the world will open up for you. Yeah. I pro- I will bet it. I will. Everybody's into sports betting and everything, but I will put the house on that. Yeah. Bet on Jesus. Yeah. 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 Bet on Jesus. I'm going to leave with that. No, Sorry. it's so good. And I <laughs> like, appreciate you doing that because I think we can't talk about how good Jesus is in our lives without talking about what he did on the cross. There's no way. There's That's the tie. The fact that I'm like sitting here alive is because of who Jesus is and what he did on the cross for me. Um, but no, I appreciate you sharing that. I think that's like, that's the, that's, that is the gospel, right? And it's something that we need to be renewed in, rem- reminded of constantly it's not just one thing that you hear and you're like okay well great that that sounds like good news it's like no that's good news for today in the moment that you hear but it's also good news for tomorrow for seven years down the line there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus like that's so much freedom the fact that God can like just um what's the word um divinely can like convince us of who he is in every moment even when we are at the lowest of lows, like even when we are like, God, there's no absolute way that you could take me out of this. It's not true. And you know, I, I think it even, it's like a reminder that, yeah, it doesn't mean you're not gonna go through things that are stressful, things that are hard, but that's the whole point. Like the whole point is a shift in your perspective, a belief in who Christ is, who he says he is, what he's come to do in your life and what he already did for you. Um, no, but this conversation was so good, Alex. I appreciate you, like, just flowing. Like, that was, that was awesome. Um, yeah, I just, I really appreciate you. I feel like you are one of my friends that, like, just, just gets it. It's nice to have a friend that just, like, we're kind of, like, on the same thought, thought wave. Like, it's just, like, we know. So, no, yeah, I've, I've definitely appreciated this conversation. It's something that, you know, has just—it's—it's it's like when we talk about Jesus, like it just makes me so happy. It charges you up. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, nah, this is—I get excited. Yeah. Thank you. The again. encouragement. Yeah. Thank you. Please shout out your podcast so that you know. Oh yeah! Uh, shout out to my podcast, as she said, "Why Now" with Alexander LeBlanc on all social—I mean, all podcast platforms. Yeah, we got some good conversations. Why now? Uh, is that um. Why now? Question mark with okay. Alexander A L E X A N D E R the Blanc B L A N C, and you can follow me on IG at Alexander the Blanc. And we'll put your little linky links in in my shout out to um, them. Thanks. See, I need to be better at that. I won't be doing like, see? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I just want to thank you for this time, and I just want to say like to anyone listening, I feel like there was so much encouragement in so many different areas that we touched on, but I think the the understanding of the constant is Christ. And it's like, if you were to even, like, no matter what you're going through, you know, if you just just have that thought of, like, what happens if I just allow him to show me who he is? What happens if I just ask God to show up in my life? He will do it. He'll do it in ways you couldn't imagine. You know, he'll do it in the details. Like, 
he's you and he's pursuing you that's the thing like he's constantly pursuing us and that's how good jesus is um but yeah i just wanted to thank everybody who's listening um and everybody who has continued to encourage this podcast you guys mean a lot um so yeah friends i will see you guys in the next episode thank you for listening and that's it bye